A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Hello and welcome to Let Me Talk Details. This is a respite from the weekly whirlwind of top flight football and a space to break down the big picture topics and get into the details away from the game-by-game analysis. I'm David Mooney. Sam Lee, the Athletic City correspondent, is with me. Hello, Sam. Hello. Uh, Today's an interesting one because uh, it's this or that, mainly. It really is. It really is. So, yeah, we've kind of pitted together players of the current era against players of, I'll say the former era, but basically the Mancini era. Yeah, recent era. Yeah, yeah. The, the the kind of sacred goats. Sacred goats? Yeah, fine. <laughs> sacred goats, sacred cows of the Mancini era against you know, the, the modern, ultra-modern greats. Sacred goats, that's definitely the phrase, is it? It is the phrase I'm willing to go with. <laughs> Uh, Let Me Talk Details is a platform for you to get involved as well. We'd love to hear from you, so email hello at lmtpod.com if you've got any questions or thoughts about City or football in general. Rich has been in touch to say a conundrum for you both. Uh, You can only take one in their prime for the next three seasons. Who are you taking, David or Bernardo Silva? It's brilliant, that. Um, Because we were just thinking before the show, like, we need... Oh, no, not need, but... We could do another. I love a good X Another, yeah, yeah, exactly. And we had we had the Rodri or Yaya Torre one recently, and we were talking about maybe do like Aguero versus Haaland, But I felt like that might be. To be fair, that is probably a decent one, and may, maybe if this Bernardo one is quite cut and dry, which I don't know if it will be. Or not. I don't think it is. I, well, yeah, I don't think it will be actually, but I think for me it is. Um, but maybe we'll go into the Aguero Haaland because to be fair, I'm not entirely sure. Um, no, I am actually. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so all right, we're doing both. But anyway, so the Bernardo one. And again, I mentioned that Rodri against Torre one, and I'm guessing most people will have heard it. But basically in the end, although Rodri's definitely better for this team, I was like, basically, in terms of my Barclays brain and understanding, what do I, I'm like, still a kind of counter-attacking, you know, force of nature. These are the best Premier League players are the ones who dribble and beat people and put the ball in the top corner rather than the kind of cerebral kind of Spanish players. You know where I'm going with this. That's why I went with Torre, even though, you know, I, I don't know, it's a toss of a coin. But with this, that particular question and the way it's framed, what who I would find, you rather have over three years at their peak? What I find interesting about this one is there's no direct comparison between Yaya and Rodri in Guardiola era City because no. Yaya was pretty much done when but Guardiola arrived, guys. but there is with these guys. Yeah, and but the reason why I think it's so obvious for me because the quality is the same, or like it's very, very high for both of them, versatility, and you can put Bernardo in several positions. I see. So it, it for hands hands down for me, it's Bernardo Silva. But also, again, it is easier for me to understand. You know, you see 
You see him running his arse off in big games. You see him dribbling people. You know, that ridiculous, all, should have been assist to Anfield where he skinned all of them. You know, that kind of stuff. You can play him on the right. You can play him in midfield. You can play him holding midfield. All of these things. Like David Silva was amazing. And the, these are the problems. It's like, oh, do you want apples or pears? Oh, I like apples. Oh, so you don't like pears? No. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. David Silva was amazing. Unfortunately, I think you're you're probably going to put forward a very good case for David Silva. I am. But I'm I just pick David Silva. Okay, fine. You're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but like, just just um, just for me, it, it's just all that extra stuff. You know, you can put him wherever. And again, like if we're talking about for the next three years, it's not just a kind of hypothetical. Well, what does the team need to do? Who's the manager? It's like okay, well, you've got three years, and presumably it's in this team. You're looking at longevity options over a season. Okay, you've got loads of injuries. So you can put Bernardo here, here, or here. Yeah, I get that. I, I totally so that, get that for me, that's it. My counterpoint to that has always been like you look at the at the vision and the passing that David Silva exhibited. I've never seen anything like it. I don't mm. think anybody comes close to to what he could the strings he could pull on on the pitch. Um, and at the same time, that element of I mean, I know it's let me talk bingo, but that element of power that mm. oh, yeah. uh, that Gundogan. Developed. Again, I'd rather have Gundogan as well. But, but this, but, I know Gundogan a lot of listeners will, have, will be on your side yeah. of the fence with it. But David Silva had it when Guardiola arrived because I remember Guardiola talking about how David Silva knew what he wanted instantly. Yeah, like one he, conversation. He just that like was it. one conversation, he knew what he, he knew what he wanted, and he just he, he could just build the team mm-hmm. around David Silva, and what he could create from both that knowledge of what Guardiola wanted and from his own innate ability and his learned ability, mm-hmm. whichever whichever way it's, it is. Um, I've never seen anything like it, and I, and I get the I get Bernardo is much more versatile. You can play him here, here, or here, and 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 you can kind of fill in the gaps there with him. But as much as as he offers, and again, I'm very wary of the apples and pears thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I like pears, yeah, you don't like apples. Yeah. But like, um, as much as as Bernardo is huge to this current City team, I think David Silva was huge to the team yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that won 100 points and that. You know, well, also that season, he had the thing season. with his son. That was, yeah. it was that season, wasn't it? Was it that season? It was that season. It was that because season. it was the it was the Spurs game. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When uh, he didn't play, and he didn't what's, play what's, going and what's going on? And then uh, De Bruyne put his shirt number, uh, did his, his shirt number hands, with his fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone's like three. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's. I mean, my gut instinct is just is just to go. With yeah, and I think all. a lot of listeners will agree. This isn't another notifications gate, like <laughs> where everyone agreed with me. By the way, um, not everyone. Yeah, there was like one, one person. You haven't seen my DMs and email, like, emails. <laughs> um, have you ever seen on that on Sky Sports? They do like the sports social, and they've just got like two like fan cam people from like rival clubs, and they've got a pick and eleven. It's like awful television, but it's like compelling. I watched the whole like North London derby one the other week. I'm like, why am I watching this? There, there was also an Arsenal against City one as well, and it was like these Arsenal players are very good, but I'm going to go with. The better players, the one the treble, <laughs> if you don't mind. And but you get to an element where it's like, oh, there's got to be, there doesn't have to be balance. What are you talking about? But then, I don't and know. The, and then the team that then you put eleven city players in and Arsenal win one 0 and everyone goes, yeah. see, yeah, exactly. See? Oh, great, fine, yeah. But I don't know. Are we going to have to reach a consensus here? I don't think we are. But also, I, that's why I feel like I'm glad we kind of mentioned the Aguero Harlem thing because I feel like it's cut and dried as far as I'm concerned. I've, I've made my points for that. And I feel. And I feel. I, Pretty and, similar with David Silva. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, like I say, not knocking Bernardo Silva and not saying get him out of the team or whatever. But uh, cashing on him now. Yeah, but um, David Silva for me. But it's just that. Um, I suppose we could kind of further make the points, but like neither were massive goal threats. Like they they would do a bit, but you couldn't say more than. But this, I mean, this in a weird way, 
one of my friends always used to say about David Silva, one of the reasons what makes him so good as an, as a as a number ten attacking midfielder is the three things you would want from an attacking midfielder in that position is to be able to shoot from range, is to have a bit of pace about them, is to be two footed. And well, that's Barkley's mentality. Yeah, and David Silva was none of them. Yeah, well, and yet Barclay's he was still the best player that's, there. Yeah, but again, if you had this conversation in Spain, they wouldn't probably list any of those things, three things, maybe being both footed. But how many players really are? Um, oh, De Bruyne. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, that was a bit of pep, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, in in terms of Bernardo, like I say, you got you got the end. You know, he, he can. I mean, David Silva could put in the hard yards as well, but Bernardo can like run it from Who? deep midfield. You know, he's got he's got the legs. He's got he's got the dribbles. He's got the pass. He's developed the, the powers out. David Silva definitely the dirtier of the two players. Yeah, because he could he could leave a foot in when he needed yeah, to, yeah, and then for he, sure. he would avoid the booking because everyone went, "Oh, it's David Silva." He's, yeah, no, he's yeah, yeah. fine, but no, he's, he he could kick a player when mm. he needed to. He I, one of my, one of my favorite things about him was that he knew when to right or wrong. Yeah, yeah, um, but again, I don't know. I, to be fair, I think it is just because of the versatility. So I'd rather have Gundogan as well. And I know people, as much as obviously we talked about him having a statue and stuff, and Silva actually has got one. And there'll be people listening to this thinking, what are you talking about? I don't know why, because he was, Silva was there, certainly, and played a big part while I was there as well. I don't know if he was kind of, because he did less work media-wise, and maybe that has an impact. You just think, well, I kind of warm to other players who do a bit more. Very, you have, very you shy, have more direct yeah. conversations with. Um, I don't know if he was shy. It was just the Aguero thing of pretending he couldn't speak English, yeah, but yeah. could kind of thing. I don't know. But like, but I do think it, like, practically, pitch-wise, versatility, Obviously, Gundogan's not so much you can put him on the right wing, you can put him on the left, but I feel like he could do more, even just like the holding midfield thing. You can get him to do different roles within that number eight thing, which you could do with David Silva as well, to be fair. But Gundogan, you know, the second balls, yeah, he's better off the ball. So, that, yeah, it's interesting that. Um, but again, maybe I'm, you know, maybe I've been, you know, kind of trained myself to pay better attention. In the years, in the last later three years, years yeah. rather than you know the first few when it's just not. I wasn't just like, oh, this is easy, but you know it was kind of harder to spot and appreciate. And obviously, that we've got listeners who'll be thinking back to in-depth David Silver knowledge since you know 2010. So that obviously predates me. You got six years like almost head start. So I knew how good of a player he was, but not quite the same. And also, don't develop the same kind of attachment, Emo- emotional attachment. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, I have got them in different ways. You know, whether it's like media or whatever or. The, the stuff you notice when you're really like looking out for it and having the conversations about people. But yeah, I'm going to go with that versatility thing. Should we do Aguero and Haaland? Let's do. But I mean, that just feels obvious still. That's still Aguero for me. Yeah, but and it may well be forever. But I, I, okay, so... Because there's, there's that element of... Maybe this is the thing with David Silva for a lot of people as well. Like you were there first and you did these mm. things first. But obviously Haaland did that with the Champions League, but then he couldn't. He didn't have an Aguero moment in the Champions League final, did he? But he has had the best scoring season ever of, a, of an English player apart from... Yeah, and helped them win the Premier League that they were winning anyway, and that Aguero won plenty of. But I, I and think... And Aguero's minutes per yeah. goal. I mean, nobody's had that kind of force of nature impact than Haaland has, nobody. But Aguero is kind of such a... I want to say myth, but that sound, that's got negative connotations, mm-hmm. but so mythical, such a legend... It would be also, if Haaland if Haaland scored fifty goals a season for five years in a row. I mean, it's difficult to put yourself in that mentality of actually the gravity of him having done that. It's hard to imagine that. 
And look, maybe if City win another treble, you think Christ. And you know, he just scored winning in the Champions League final. But it just feels like Aguero is on such a platform. Nobody's ever taken him off it. He, what Aguero has going for him is that at the end of his first season came the moment. Yes. So like that, that instant. Well, I always said he could have left that somewhere and he'd still yeah. have been a City legend just for that. Like, yeah. Justifiably so. But also, I think what what people, I, I find myself forgetting this. So I, I I've very recently gone back and and uh, kind of looked through various old games for kind of bits of work I've been mm. doing, and you forget how good Aguero was. Like, like genuinely, you forget how good he was. Though, like as as good as Haaland is, and you know the, the positions he gets himself into and the goals he scores, the, the sheer volume of goals he scores. Mm. Like he scores more than Aguero did. Like like the. the the f- the well, first... I think Alvarez is a better player, so we're obviously going to think yeah. Aguero is a better player. So you think of you think of um, the positions where Aguero was in, and like you could always you could always rely on him to score, and you kind of feel that with Harlan. It's it's faded a little bit this season, but like last season, the, the number of times where you you go, oh well, this is going to be a goal because mm-hmm. Harlan's through. You had that sense with Aguero. I'd never had that with anybody before him, and. It's only when you go back and watch it that you think, God, this this guy was absolutely lethal. Mm. And I think it's easy to forget because of, you know, the way it ended for him at City with the injury and the fact that he he just wasn't really in the team because he couldn't get the run of games he needed and couldn't get himself to fitness. And then the fact that they had two years with a false nine and they, they were doing things a different way. They'd moved on, And they'd it? moved on and the style was completely different. And then you get Haaland come in and they go, okay, well, we're changing things back to... It's, it'll be a lot closer to what you knew previously, but it's it's still going to be different. And so Haaland in this system is a lot different to Aguero in Guardiola's previous systems and in Pellegrini's system and Mancini's mm-hmm. system. But then you, you, kind of, you kind of watch what Aguero has been through at City. And the development he went through was huge because when he arrived at City, he was a, like, he was good. He was very, very good. But it was almost a case of he could be anonymous for 89 minutes but then score in the in the 90th mm. or he could he could play 90 minutes. That's something that I've, I, I know you'll know this as well because I, I will have mentioned it, but I remember speaking to Dominic Torrent and he talked about the game when they were at Bayern. At Bayern, yeah. And they were like, well, Aguero can be out of the game for 80 minutes and then do something yeah, crazy. Yes, good Which is like... A good thing, like you were just saying that in the positive, but obviously when Guardiola got hard of him, he was like, no, 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 no. This you've is, got this to be involved in the game, yeah. which is obviously mad because now but then Harlan you, can do that. I was going to say, but then you look at, at what that, that that 100-point season and the season after is kind of like the peak of this where obviously Jesus has come in and Guardiola's gone, well, this guy's doing what I want you to do. And mm. Aguero's gone, <laughs> no. <laughs> you, want, you want someone to do that? I'm going to do that yeah. and I'm still going to score all the goals as well. And he sort I of think like, that's the he, ultimate credit he, to he him. rose to that challenge, and that's I think that's what then elevates Aguero's status even further from the guy that scored the winner in 2012, and you know the guy that scored all those yeah, goals. Because yeah, yeah. again, he could have left then. Yeah, and like people, God, people, like the, the suggestion. Do we did. Do we do a Blue Moon live show at the end of one of them seasons? It might have been the, the 1819, the treble winning, uh, the domestic treble. Domestic treble. Maybe it was. I think it may have even been the hundred point one or whatever. And like somebody was quite pissed off with the media, but I think me as the lightning rod for that, about the Aguero stuff. And he was like, well, this is genuinely like developing behind the scenes, you know. But it, it was a weird one where it was like Aguero's people thought, or were trying to paint it as Pep's trying to get rid of me. And Pep and his people were kind of like, well... And certainly publicly, Guardiola was like, well, I, I don't know. Like, I want him to stay, but he may want to go. And they, nobody wanted to be seen as it. And obviously, behind the scenes as well, I think it was 20... When did Neymar sign for PSG? 
maybe that was 2017. I think it was 2017, actually. So I'm going back. So End it was of, after the so first ahead season. Of the, ahead of the 100 they had points. Season. I think in LA, Caldoun had a meeting with Aguero and was like, don't worry, like those those issues that you kind of had with Pep or like in terms of you not been playing. I don't know exactly what he said, but it was basically like you won't have those issues again anymore. But he did. There was a Manchester derby. In fact, the Manchester derby was around Christmas time mm. that year, wasn't it? The, you know, the, the time wasting down in the corner, that that one. And he didn't play that. I'm sure he didn't start that. And it was interesting because I remember, like, again, having to report it on at the time. Like These dynamics are going on behind the scenes. But I remember like mates of ours who would kind of, they wouldn't disrespect my work as if to say, well, that's bollocks, you're making it up. Whether somebody who doesn't know me would be, would it, could easily say that. But they were like, well, Man City was not, not going to sell this guy. And I remember a few times, like City would brief it out. Like, there's no way we're selling this guy. Mm. I think... I've got something in the back of my mind somewhere. Soriano said something, maybe on the record or even off the record, like there's there's no way. But there were these dynamics at play, like where Aguero wasn't happy with his situation and Pep was kind of like, well, the same as the Joe Hart thing, really. Like, well, if he can't do it, then what what good is he? And obviously, in the end, it didn't matter because, again, to his ultimate credit. He turned it around. Because he could have easily done the... And gone, well, I'm, I'm good. I'm he could have easily done the thing. Of, yeah, exactly. Well, I've, I've scored loads of goals already, mate. I don't need to change, mm. which a lot of footballers have done. But he didn't. He, he kind of submitted himself to what he had to do. And he was like even better. He carried on scoring the goals while he was adapting. Mm. And he was brilliant. Um, but the, the the one that I always think of is the like you think of pre-Guardiola, certainly Mancini and Pellegrini. If Aguero's fit, he plays. That's that That is just how it is. Yeah. And well, I there remember, was a, there was a time, the, wasn't there, 14, 15, when the, the, the wider narrative was where would City be without Aguero? Yeah. You know, in the, they'd win the league, then drop. Yeah. There was that kind of thing. But the drop would kind of be propped up by Aguero scoring goals. Yeah, and they'd finish second, but... But ten, you, ten you know they'd be miles yeah, yeah. off it, yeah. But like, it, and th that narrative was, where would City be without Aguero? There was, though, Guardiola's first season, the 16-17 season, where the, I remember the big headline was Barcelona away. He dropped Aguero. And, yeah, yeah, and everyone was like, why has he, why has he done this? So going to the new camp, you need to you, you need you need your best players there. And obviously it was part of the plan. And I still maintain to this day, I know they got beat 4-0, but I still maintain to this day the plan was fine until Bravo got sent off. <laughs> yeah. Because it was it was that kind of just don't let the ball get through to Messi, Neymar, Suarez, and you'll be fine. And, yeah. and they, they managed it quite well until until they were down to ten men. But the point remains, like in order for that plan to happen. Aguero isn't in the team, and that's that's just how it is. Yeah. You mentioned that Manchester derby the season after, where Aguero doesn't start, and I think there was because it FA... went on for about eighteen yeah. months. But then the FA Cup final, um, Jesus started against Watford, and mm. um, Aguero didn't start that one, and it was it was very much a case of that had been established then. That was yeah. like three year three the end of the third season. We're already in a position where Aguero can get rotated out for tactical reasons. Mm. Doesn't happen to Haaland. No, it doesn't. That, that I I've always had the the words in my head. Going back to last season as well, and you know when Guardiola before the derby in January, he kind of said, "I've got some stupid plans in my head," and everyone yeah. was like, he, d "He said it as a throwaway comment." I think it got picked up more by like City fans on mm. Twitter rather than the media, and then but to the extent where it was like, Listen, he did I'm, get asked I'm, I'm in the joking. next one, even yeah. I'm joking, but I kind of thought because it was at a time when they were struggling as well mm. and they couldn't get that consistency and fluidity, and that's what they were striving for. It was like it would just make sense drop in that way to drop hard, but he's. The words I had in my head, it was just the sacred cow. Like whatever. And it was interesting always that there were no sacred cows when Guardiola first came in. Joe Hart, mm, you're out, mate. Aguero, well, if you don't do it. You're gone. Well, so I don't, well, yeah, yeah. don't know if they actually could have, but as far as Guardiola was concerned. that And that was it. Um, I mean, Yaya Torre was bombed out immediately, then came back in, got the new contract, and then the maddest situation ever, that was just the end of it. But with Haaland, it's like, this guy's playing. But again, I think it's because to kind of bring back round to... 
Harlan's good points. They're harder to kind of pin down. Again, this is this is this is the problem. But I was going to say he's very good at like three things, which is like being fast and positioning. And, <laughs> you know, after his great goal against young boys from outside the box, people were like, oh yeah, what a tapping that was. Like ironically, because people say oh, he's just a tapping merchant. So who fucking cares? Imagine he stays in the Premier League for the same amount of time as Aguero. We'll be back in a few minutes after an ad break. Speak to you shortly. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Let's say he beats Shearer's record by like 150 goals and like 340 of them are tappings. Who gives a shit? Nobody else is scoring yeah, that yeah. amount. Like, like, do you know how difficult that is? Like, Aguero, that, we're talking about how good Aguero is. He didn't get that many goals. Tell me, okay, here's, here's the thing. And I'm interested in your thoughts on this. So first off, tell me, like, hypothetically, Haaland has scored. How's it happened? What's like, what is a typical Haaland goal? Back post. And I'm not, whether it's, because they've, they've been doing it a lot recently, but chipping the ball to the back post for him to like head it in. Or just, do you remember Crystal Palace first season when he got the hat-trick? And one of them, he kind of, it's kind of bounced off his foot, but it was like a set piece and everyone went Stones to the near post. Back. Yeah, Stone, well, Stones, oh, Stones more Stones kind shot, of had a shot, had a but shot, he dragged yeah. it. But Haaland just kind of faded away to that back post where nobody had paid attention to him and he was just there. But what I'm thinking is he got into some space where you think, how's he that unmarked? The header at Old Trafford kind of thing as well. That just it's that kind of thing. Whether he's heading it in, whether he's putting it on the, on the floor, I feel like it's that. Um, and it, or if not, it's got a kind of cross from either side. But I want to say the left again. Another classic one is the derby from last season. Did he score two in the first half at one end, and then yeah. he got the hat trick at the other end? And I think it was Gomez who pulled the ball back, and he just oh, side footed yeah. it in easy. A bit like he scored. 
Burnley away. I know one of the goals of Burnley away was quite eye-catching, but one was just a classic kind of, oh, one touch, finish. So it's a kind of one touch, maybe from a pullback or cross to the back post, and he's in some kind of space where you think, they've got five at the back. How have you got space? Have you, have you given him space? Because again, this, so, is, this is his like, like, people say he's just tap-ins or whatever. Or we, you know, when you compare him to Aguero, and we talk about his extra work rate, and the fact that Guardiola looked at him and went, because th- that's the thing with, with Aguero as well. He obviously looked at him and went, well, I can see the benefit in trying to get him to do it. Whereas he even said, before the Young Boys game, he did that interview with TNT. He was like, I'm not going to, he was talking about adapting to the players. He was like, I'm not going to get Haaland to play false nine because he just can't. So Aguero had that. So it's easy to talk about Aguero's all-round strengths because there's more kind of strings to his bow, but it doesn't mean that what Haaland does... And what he offers is not a... Is easy yeah. or that he doesn't offer because an incredible threat. Like I say, that Aguero... We just talked mostly about Aguero, but even he couldn't score the amount of goals in a season and probably never could. So what is, by that same logic then, what in, in your mind's eye, Aguero has just scored, what's mm-hmm. a typical Aguero goal? I think that's a hard question. I think it's a hard question, but I feel like, obviously the Aguero, the Aguero moment, the QPR one is in my head, but I do feel it's the kind of, this is just, I'm literally just explaining the goal. But I feel like there are other ones where he's kind of, he shimmies past someone, drops his shoulder, shifts it onto his right foot and he bangs it into the damn post. I just but, feel like that's his, that's but, the one. Also, but obviously he scored loads from outside yeah, the box. Also the one, I, headers. the one I see a lot is, and the one that springs to mind is he did it against Spurs a couple of times where he, he gets into the box and kind of shimmies left, right and then rolls it across the keeper into the far post. Mm. Do you remember when he, I think it might have been his hat-trick goal at Watford. I think he yeah. scored six at Watford, maybe. He, 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 he dribbled he, around like three players. And it was and narrow, it. and yeah. it was either a dink or just like feathered it, and it yeah. just kind of rolled with the exact amount of power and trajectory. Because they got it off the line, but it had to gone go in. in. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, reminded me actually of you know, Vardy scored his hat trick goal against City in Pep's yeah. first season in that kind of way. He'd ended up going wide, but but put it back. But Aguero's was even more artful, and the just the the dribble to get to that position. I, but I do feel like there's a kind of the Liverpool one? shimmy element. What, the one where he smashed kind of vanished it, into thin air? No, smashed and then it turned up on the other side of Lovren, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also... That was he, meant, in terms of like getting away from a marker, that was mental. If you look at him, think, how has he engineered that space for himself? But he did that at Old Trafford as well. Um, where he dri- cut across, across all... The yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and he was off balance. Post, yeah. That's something Lescott told me years ago. Like he would, you'd maybe see strikers keep their balance, but hit a shot and it would go off to the right or left or go over or whatever. But Aguero would often... Like, some, it was something like he'd know the exact spot on the ball to hit it where it would go exactly where we needed to go and if that many fell over then it many fell over but he would hit the ball perfectly and his strike and his awareness of how to hit the ball was just like next level yeah so I mean it's funny isn't it because it's almost like who am I going for here Aguero but like it is that thing of City have got a Champions League final and obviously there's always that well who they play in blah 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 and like Aguero is kind of more versatile but it's like Haaland is more at his best. Inevitable. You know what I mean? It's like even more so than Aguero. It's like who's going to score in this moment? But then again, Aguero was a player in Could big you... moments, wasn't he? And Haaland, you know, as much as obviously he scored loads of goals last season, none against Real Madrid, none in the final, you know, none in the FA Cup final, which is circumstances. But like, it's easy to... And again, what, are the, what was that thing Guardiola said? Like if you, if you try and fight against the pass, you're always going to lose or whatever. Mm. Um, and it's easier to look back at as if Aguero never missed a chance, never did anything wrong. But 
Mm. It's an interesting. It is because an interesting the, question. The, the other thing I think of with that, what goal do you see? Because I think you can do that for Henri. I think you can do that for Shearer. The sort that the goals that they scored. Henri's is obvious, though, isn't it? Yeah, he bent it in the far corner yeah, as he opens yeah. his body up. I think I, I think Shearer has has that same sort of thing as well. I think I just think of him belting it. That belting Everton it, one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with with Aguero, I just think there's so many different types of in, in quotes typical Aguero yeah, finishes yeah, yeah, yeah. that you go, okay, well that guy's that guy's fantastic. Yeah, he's next level. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, again, if if I'm choosing between the two at this at this moment, knowing what we know about how they've done at City, it is it is Aguero. Um, but again, that, come back come back to us in two years. Well, I mean, it might have to be more. If it's two years and Haaland's gone, then it's no contest because yeah. Aguero's got longevity as well. But it just goes to show, doesn't it? Like, like I said, he could get a 400 Premier League goals, and I'm not necessarily sure that in in terms of like City fans anyway, that he would get in a, a team above. Aguero, I was about to say, don't do the stupid thing and suggest they could both play together. But look, Alvarez, <laughs> Alvarez does have a bit more to him outside the box than Aguero. I wouldn't did. put Aguero but, in Alvarez's position. That's no, yeah. you wouldn't. But like, I am kind of tempted to see it. But like, Haaland doesn't need Haaland doesn't really need to like. It's not a partnership, is it? Like, Haaland and Alvarez isn't really a partnership. Jay- Alvarez Jay-Z thrives in the spaces that. are yeah, they, they did they, try it. That uh, was a partnership for a while. They did try it, yeah. Um, and they passed to each other for the for the odd time. Was it in that 5 nil against Liverpool, yeah. which never happened? Um, Bertie in. <laughs> they, um, they, they, he passed to him there. Was it Aguero passed to Jesus for yeah. that one? Um, uh, yeah, I don't... But like Haaland and Alvarez isn't really a partnership. It's like they're two players who work well together, but not because of their connection because of the space they're afforded and their kind of own individual characteristics. That's an interesting one, actually. If you see an article from me about that at some point, know where the genesis of the idea came from. The one I wanted to raise is... Um, so here's my thinking for this one. I don't think City can do what they're doing now with Joe Hart in goal. Yeah, but equally, I mean, that's, 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 that's yeah. a given. But equally, I don't think City could achieve what they achieved in the, in the Joe Hart era with Edison in goal. So, Edison or Hart? Because yeah, it, well, because City with had, that context, they had to build it's, it's a thinker, but I, they had to build to where they got go. to. Yeah, 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 they did. Otherwise, Guardiola doesn't come. No, don't know. Just because of that, because it's like you can't, you, you almost can't have one without the other. But then I go, I suppose it depends. Then are we talking like City icon status, or are we talking? the goalkeeper you'd rather have but then it's interesting isn't it because it's almost like there's a there's a fairly there's like a fairly obvious split between the old style you know saving shots good on 1v1s and like very good with his feet which is a kind of doing a disservice a bit to Edison Mm. and the shot stopping mistakes and maybe a bit of a disservice to Hart with his feet but not too much you know because he was just booting it wasn't he because that was the that was the the demands of the time but equally you look at the performances and like an Edison top quality performance, let's say the Champions League final, because it was yeah. on the biggest stage. And when the time mattered, it you know he put in a performance that counted. Um, Joe Hart never got that opportunity on the on the biggest stage, but he obviously played in finals for City and you know won titles with City and was important along the way. Um, but then you look at some of Hart's Champions League performances, absolutely unbeatable yeah. at times. Yeah, exactly. It is an interesting one because I've always thought, I don't know, like. As if I've been never thinking about this all the time over the year. But it just feels like I've just, it would always just be Edison, hands down, no-brainer. But you're right, with all that extra context behind it, it's difficult to make a case against Hart. And also Hart has got that, the credit in the bank of 
was there first. Mm. You know, we were talking about it'd be very difficult to shift Aguero from his plinth and um, and silver as well, and I guess others which we may we we may get into if we're going to scrape the barrel even further. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hart has obviously got that special place in the fans' hearts, even if you know club-wise. You know, the statues are the kind of the official or almost like club endorsements, are they? And like everyone else is like, yeah, you get a training pitch named after you, which is obviously a huge thing. But I still feel like in fans' hearts, Hart is there alongside the ones who, are, who do have statues in the same way that Tory is. And maybe less tarnished in a way than Tory was, because obviously there are still people who are like, oh, yeah, Tory, you know, what he said afterwards, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas Hart didn't really have that. It was just kind of cut short very quickly and suddenly and City moved on, not immediately, because you know there was a goalkeeper in between, um, but then you know Some they haven't looked back. <laughs> yeah, um, I still think I want to say, despite everything, despite all that very good context, Edison. Um, but again, you know, this is not so much recency bias in the sense that it happened more recently, but style, recently for style me, bias maybe. style bias and like paying attention bias, and you know, a team that not identify with. But you know what I mean? Like this is the team I've been watching mm. in and out. Whereas you guys, you've been. Watching it in and out forever. Yeah, so it's, funny, it's funny because obviously, you know, growing up in the era that I did, you offer me the choice between Hart and Edison, and I picked Nicky Weaver. So like, it, it is what it is. He's not here. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And also, like, there was never any real reason for me to be like, oh, yeah, Joe Hart, because, mm. you know, obvious reasons. But no, I've always just thought it was Edison. I always thought, and, you know, I'm sure one day, you know, Hart's talked enough. Yeah. about the circumstances of him leaving City. But I feel like one day he'll do it and it'll be like, okay, this was, this is, he's going to say even more. Maybe it contradicts what I'm about to say, but I feel like he, he was kind of given the opportunity to do the Aguero thing of, okay, well, you can save you have to change. And, and yeah. I think he was like, no, I'm not doing that. It's like, well, so that's always, there's, there's count, only one that's always yeah. counted against him for me. But you're right, everything before that, and you know, it became a bit of a joke, didn't it, about Joe Hart down to his left-hand side, low shot to his left, but like, I don't remember, and again, maybe I'm just missing this because I wasn't on, on the, the the minute details it, all the yeah. time. But I don't remember there being a kind of a big Joe Hart weakness until it was like, oh, by the way, you need to be able to pass really well yeah. now, because was, that's not what how people thought about goalkeepers. I, like because Manuel Neuer would obviously have been doing it for a few years before that, but it was kind of like it was the exception yeah. rather than the rule. Now it's the rule. I w- I always think the thing a couple of things counted against Hart there was that that you said about kind of when Guardiola wanted him to change how he played and he, he didn't. But at the same time, he had he had quite a dip in form in the six months leading up to Guardiola's arrival. Yeah, there was it, a Pantelimon. Yeah, and, and that kind of, I always think that counted against him in that the back half of that Pellegrini final season, I don't think anybody was good, but I think Hart struggled. And I, I think there was times when Again, that that's God, when, I was that's covering what, City then, but it feels like yeah, forever ago that. But that's when the low to the left thing was really starting Apparent. to to take um yeah was really to start starting to take hold. And like the, the dip in form he'd been through at the start of Pellegrini when he was dropped for Pantillamon, that he kind of come through that and then mm. was kind of heading into another patch of, of sticky form. Um and I remember people saying the first thing Guardiola's gonna do is get rid of Joe Hart and I was like, No, this this isn't gonna happen and then it obviously it yeah, that's it. That's interesting. I, I mean, I may have even something. Something's telling me. Maybe I read the article again a few years ago. Something's telling me that I might have speculated that Guardiola would get rid of Joe Hart, but I'm not sure because back then, I was, what I was about to say is I, I don't feel like I remember that being a thing until it suddenly was. But I mean, may, maybe it was, or maybe mm. it was something you could look at and go, "Yeah, this isn't going to work." 
Um, but there was, you know, there was going back to that era. There was so basically so many things that weren't going to work. And I remember at the end of that season. Do you remember when they lost to Southampton just before they played Real Madrid? Oh yeah, it was awful. Oh yeah, it was awful. Sadio Mane hat trick, Kolarov jogging back. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't even remember it in those details, but I remember being bad. And I remember writing an article, and it was like, it was kind of young and naive, and kind of, you know, and it feels like, oh, there's a big result. You need to have a big opinion. Whereas now, I'm just like. I tell, I tell you what, th- one of the reasons why I remember that game is uh, Pellegrini threw his team under the bus afterwards. He, he, in the press conference, was just saying, oh, no, everyone was bad, everyone was bad. And uh, Kelechi and Acho scored yeah. both the city's goals, and a friend of ours threw, threw Pellegrini a bone, basically said, like, just say something positive about, about Ian Acho. It's like, he was good, wasn't he? In, in, in the spite of everything else, yeah. he was good. And, he, and Pellegrini just went, no, the whole team was bad, and then left the press conference. <laughs> it was awful, wasn't it? But I remember, so I wrote an article saying, like, and it was very kind of, yeah, big opinion-y, like, the best thing that City got going for them is the fact that Pep's coming in. And our City's press officer at the time was, like, really pissed off about it. And he was like, look, we've got this great, like, state, like new academy building, which, to be fair, had only been going for a couple of years mm. then, so it was more, like, new. I was like, fair point. But, like, I stand by it. Like, that team is it's a world it's not going world. anywhere. Yeah. But, again, mm, I mean, it, it, it could overlook the fact that, you know, You've got players in a in a bad situation with one coach, and then suddenly you put them in another team, and they're flying because there's better conditions. But funnily enough, as it happened, like, that was quite a big row about that. But funnily enough, um, in that second Marty Perrinel book, which was kind of a recap on his time at, at Bayern, but had some like city stuff in it. It was like I think it was the night, so it was the Real Madrid game, the second leg in Madrid. So like four days after that Southampton game, where it was like. Guardiola decided that he needed like five new defenders, seven or whatever it was, and it was basically, I'm going to say it for the first time, we we agreed on something. Like it was, <laughs> it was just this team isn't going anywhere. Like, and again, I do think there was an element of you, not just necessarily this team because we saw it took a while to refresh, didn't it? And it did need a lot of change. It did get loads of changes, and the kind of players that Guardiola had, like the fullbacks, for example. There's no, you can't say if you give them two or three, because they didn't, because they were like mid-30s anyway. Mm. But it does ignore the possibility that, like, you know, all the players that have signed for United over City, they've all looked rubbish. It's like, is that because they're rubbish or is it because they've gone to United? And if they'd gone to City, would they have been better? Yes, probably. But, yeah, that era was was petering out in particular. Mm. Um, so, yeah, with heart. But the thing is, it just all kind of ended so suddenly, didn't it? I mean, to be fair, given the kind of animosity between them. I wouldn't say it was massive, but you know, it wasn't ideal. Like Guardiola did give him that style book arrest Yay. second leg to be like, This is Say this is your goodbye. Yeah. Which is which was probably about as good as it could have been in the circumstances. I guess what I'm gonna come down with it is I'm still just gonna go with my gut instinct with his which is Edison. But no, it is Edison, especially because now you're thinking, you know, the question before was for the next three years, who yeah. I mean it'd be obvious now, wouldn't it? You'd never go with Hart in a million years if that was the question. But if you're going for who's the bigger icon for City and who's the most important, you might say Hart because he came first. But um, again, the context of it now is not just, you know, if it's just this, a one-off match, pick you 11 or whatever, or who are they playing against? When Are they playing this game now in the present? Then it's Edison, obviously. Mm. Are they playing this game 10 years ago? Then it's Hart. It's probably Hart. Yeah. But I, I, just overall, whatever whatever the question is, I'm, apart from City icon status, I guess, I'm going with Edison. But again... These guys, like we said with Holland, they've got the Champions League in the locker as well. And Edison had a big contribution to that. Like, the ca- oh, what, what game was I watching? It was only recent. It's really recent, but um, Keeper came out 
to kind of claim it in the dying minutes when he needs to be calm, in exact same position as Edison. Maybe the Libertadores final, I think it was the Libertadores final, the Fluminense goalkeeper when they were winning an extra time, and he, he didn't get it. And it was a, I think it didn't end up being chaotic, but it was like, if Edison hadn't have made oh, that. Because yeah. again, as he's coming under that board, you think, oh my God, but just anything could happen here. But that's something it else. Take. I don't think Hart comes for that ball. To be fair, I don't think Edison was coming for it. Well, fair point, fair point. <laughs> but he is, yeah, very, yeah, very solid in that sense. But yeah, all right, long story short, I'm going with Edison. What about you? I would go hot, but just because of the nostalgia and the and the first one to do it. And the, I mean, some of the some of the Champions League well, Dortmund saves. One yeah, Dortmund won. Barcelona was like, I've never seen goalkeeper displays like it. Mm. So um, I would have to go with him. But I would also, again, accept that that is of its time and that time is not now that is it for this episode of let me talk details sam this was the free version members get the full version what is on the member show yeah we've expanded it out to the 2017-18 team the centurions against the treble winners who's going to win that one? who's going to who is going to win that one it's quite quite a debate if you want to ask us a question or send us a voice note get in touch on twitter instagram and tiktok just search for lmt pod or you can send us an email hello at lmtpod.com All the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Let me talk! Let me talk!